This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, London, we're coming to do shows next month, soon, September 16th and 17th at King's Place. And if you're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself because you don't live in London, well, guess what? You can get there via the power of the internet because uh, we're also doing a live stream show from uh, from London. Yeah. That you can watch anywhere in the world. It's the same show that the in-person people will be seeing in person. Yes. but you, And you'll be seeing it through the magic of the internet. Uh, the shows are September 16th and 17th. Seven, September 17th, that's a Saturday, is the show that we also have available uh, for live streaming tickets. The ticket prices are very affordable. And you can find them at tcgte.com slash live. I'm going to take out that very affordable part. <laughs> I'm not selling a f***ing car. <laughs> September 16th and 17th. Tickets available at tcgte.com slash live. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I am feeling good about myself and how and the impact that I'm having on the world. Well, we'll see if we can fix that by the end of the episode. I know, you try to tear me down, but not not today, my friend. I did something. Uh-huh. I want to know if you've ever done this. Okay. If it's like something good, uh, probably. Yeah, something altruistic. Is it like donating a lot of money to a charity anonymously? No, it's donating a little bit of money to, I don't think it's a charity, <laughs> Uh-oh, and too. not anonymously. Um, <laughs> Tom, you ever go into Wikipedia and you always just ignore oh, yeah. those pleas at the top? Uh-huh. Today I was like, you know what? Actually, it says, like, please do not scroll past this today on Thursday of all days or something. And I was like, all right, all right. Yeah, oh, this updates dynamically? But they always have this, like, this donation thing. On, yeah. Uh, and they're always like, oh, it's it's dire. Wikipedia yeah. might end. Have mm-hmm. you ever donated to it? I have donated to Wikipedia before, despite right. them being one of our uh, primary competitors. Yeah. Well, can I tell you one thing about Wikipedia? What's that? I think it's the only good thing on the internet. <laughs> That's I've seen other people point that out that it's like one of the last uh one of the last like remnants of the old internet where it it hasn't been turned into something it hasn't either died or turned into something that has to make billions of dollars. Yeah, it's just a useful resource. <laughs> yeah. That, that is like against all odds incredibly accurate i wouldn't know if it's not but, right uh, for know. the most part it is yeah and like it's just uh, where else can you find comprehensive information on the internet you can't yeah. you know yeah and i feel like it's one of those things too that uh like when it was new like 10 or 15 years ago there were a lot of jokes about like oh and the great thing is anyone can update it so you know it's accurate <laughs> right. and it turned out like oh actually there's like not anyone can update it. There's a system. Uh, you know, it's you're not just editing it, editing it live. But uh, but yeah, they've they've got safeguards in there. Stuff slips through, of course. Yeah, but but, for but the usually most part. like temporarily, right? Temporarily, and also uh, 
I think it's pretty good with, uh, you know, the editors on there, like marking things citation needed. Right. So like if I read something that I'm like, oh, really? And it says citation needed, then I know, oh, maybe not. not. Really. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm a great man, Tom. How much did you donate? Do you care to disclose? <laughs> How much do you think I donated? $5. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> $2. No, 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 no. Oh, the other okay. way. $10. Tom, I... $20? N- no, no, not $20. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to... Uh, it was either 10 or 15 but guess mm-hmm. what? They also asked, do you want to add on $0.40 cents, uh, to take care oh, of the process? Oh, to cover, yeah. And you yeah, said, no. yeah, I do. No, I do. Wow. It was 15 I spent $15.40. It was a little annoying. Sometimes when you're donating to something and they're mm-hmm. like, are you, well, the average donation is yeah. $17.66. It's like, all right, well, I've just agreed to give you $15. Yeah, hey, maybe don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And then you click through and they're like, instead of giving $15, <laughs> would you like to give $2 monthly in perpetuity? And it's like, I understand the sell here, but again, Wikipedia now you're starting to piss me off. Right. And you don't want to get on my bad side. Yeah, because next thing you know, you'll be sending them invoices. Exactly. Like, uh, and they're they're uh, they're an honest bunch. They're not no. going to let an invoice go unpaid. No. You always hear about uh, people just like randomly sending invoices to like the government or companies and then getting paid and then they get in trouble and they go to jail. I think that should be legal. I think you should be allowed to do that. I think that should be legal. I think the bank accidentally puts money in your account and you take it out. That's, Guess what? Yeah. That's on the bank. Sorry, Jamie Diamond. That's coming out of your pay. Yeah. Please uh, consult the case of finders versus keepers. Exactly. On that one. But yeah, I think if, if you can scam somebody that easily... Get in yeah, trouble? If like if you're just invoices. like, hey, uh, you owe me. <laughs> you're going to a guy and saying, you owe me two hundred fifty dollars, and he's like, uh, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's a rube. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, these hayseeds. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I was gonna say, I wonder if they're in countries where that is legal, and I'm sure that there are. I'm sure probably like uh, some of the countries where a lot of scams targeted at our country. I mean, originated. is it illegal for me to go up to a guy on the street and be like, you owe me two dollars? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. if you were like harassing him about it. Yeah, but, but one I think invoice if, and then a couple fi- of uh, follow-ups. Uh, a couple of angry and, voicemails. Yeah. Uh, threatening um, legal learning action. Learning the names of these people's family members and right. their address. And what their habits are. Exactly. What their day-to-day life is like. What their schedules are when they leave. What kind of they car come. they drive. Where yeah. they park. Um, how to snip the, uh, the brake lines? lines? Yeah, where a good place to bury them near their home might be. Are you ever afraid of uh, your brake lines getting cut? Um, no, not really. Should I be? No, no, I don't think so. It's never occurred how to me. How accessible are they? Can't be that accessible, right? Because you gotta. I would think you don't have the brake lines just hanging out there so that they could like accidentally get severed by a, I understand. by a rock you just, or something. Uh, like, well, yeah, I guess you don't want them severed by a rock. No. But I, I, I think as with anything on a car, if you know where to look, yeah. it's not hard to find. I uh, uh, test my brakes every time before I drive. Yeah, I go, yeah, a few times. Yeah, like a like a first time driver. That's the way I go down the street. Um, are you ever afraid, speaking of this, uh, of somebody stealing your catalytic converter? 
Um, that's a thing, right? Yeah, it's like because a big those thing are, nowadays. Uh, very They're, valuable. They've got, uh, I think, palladium and uh, platinum in them. Mm, like and my, like all the records that line my walls. Tom. You have palladium records, platinum records. Oh, I see. Um, and I got those platinum records by playing concerts at the Palladium. Drop <laughs> oh, my iPad. Yeah, that you, made me <laughs> laugh so hard. Um, yeah, apparently you can just like melt it down. There's like a decent amount of uh, of both those uh, materials in hmm. there. And uh, and it's also like something very uh, accessible. You can get to it with just like a hacksaw and take it off in a few mm. minutes. <clears throat> I had to replace the catalytic converter in my last car. Uh, well, I hope you didn't just tell them, yeah, you can keep the old one. I should have taken that home and melted the platinum out of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 I'm gonna melt that down. Well, I don't know. If, I don't. I I can't imagine the people stealing them are like melting down. Uh, the stuff. I imagine you can like open it up and get that stuff out of there, and then that's what they're going. Yeah. To. Or they're like selling it to somebody that can kind of like launder it, you know? Because like There's I a- imagine you can't go to like you know uh the bank. <laughs> like I'd like to uh, deposit some platinum. It's inside this uh, catalytic converter that yeah. I sawed. Um, I think uh, learning like one specific piece of information like mm-hmm. how do you get the platinum out of a catalytic converter yeah that's a whole career path now you can yeah, be a middleman for uh criminals yeah and if they come around saying hey where where these come from hey i don't ask questions yeah it's none of my business hey do you ask uh who's sending you invoices at where you work before you fam <laughs> i don't think so so it's the same thing here Tom, this week we have an ambitious crossover episode. Yeah, <laughs> a crossover with a with a little show called Books the Podcast. Yes, um, and if you uh, like what you hear here, mm-hmm. uh, our guests today are the hosts of Books the Podcast, uh, in a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, and you can coincidentally subscribe to it at uh, patreon.com slash complete guide. Yeah, how'd they get that? Yeah. Um, Please welcome Tim and Tom hey. from Books the Podcast. Oh, hey, thanks so much for having us. This uh, is going to get very confusing yeah. very quickly. Let's drop that bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, th- this week we're going to talk about reading books, Tom. Yeah, something something we do on on the, that other podcast. Yeah. And you know what, Tim? I'll say this. Something I do, even when there isn't a podcast involved from time to time. From time to time. Don't yeah. act like you're reading books. Oh, when I'm not podcasting, oh, I, I'm reading. I didn't say books, Tim. I'm talking about stop signs and one-way signs. I'm reading coupons. Because <laughs> I love a deal. I'm reading graffiti on the wall of a bathroom stall. Yeah, you're calling whatever numbers are there. Breathing heavily. I'm surprised that that's something I'm surprised you haven't seen updated with like DM me on Instagram at this. Well, the number was never like an actual lady came into the the no men's bathroom. It was somebody trying to screw over like a friend or whatever, being like, "Oh yeah, call call this number for Lydia for a good time." Yeah, yeah, it's it's really Lydia. Or if it is Lydia, it's this guy's ex. Oh, yeah. Harass yeah, my help, ex. You're helping them out in At, that case. Nowadays, they don't write no. They swat their exes, right? <laughs> yeah. they, they or dox them. Yeah. Or, or uh, uh, dox and swat. Do them the both at the same time. The old dox and swat. Um, 
yeah, the good old days, you would just uh, have a bunch of horny perverts <laughs> call your ex. But do the per the perverts must catch on, right? Like ah, I've been calling all these numbers I've seen on men's room walls. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I bet they think that, and then they go, "But what if this one's a real one?" What what if just some 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 big old slut came in here and was <laughs> right. just like, okay, like I I you know nothing's working. Uh, I'm trying to put myself out there. Yeah, I guess if you're a big old pervert, you you're gonna like be like, well, only one of these needs to needs yeah to be exactly. True. And and got to cast know. a wide net. Yeah, and you know it's it would a, be a just huge perv. It would be just the pervert's luck that yeah, Tom, uh, please. The, Please don't use that language again on the, on the show. This, is, this show about reading books. <laughs> what? People could be proud to be sluts, All Tim. Right, you Tom. shouldn't be. Oh, are you slut shaming? shaming? No. Tim, come on. Okay. It's it's fine to be a slut nowadays. Celebrated, even. Yeah. And if you want to march into a bathroom and write your phone number on the wall and offer strangers a good time, then that's between you and your God. Right. Anyway, the god of sluts. <laughs> the slut god. We're talking about reading books this week. This is off to a, an inauspicious start, Tom. Uh, Tim, do you like reading books? Tom, theoretically, I like reading books. Mm. Do I always read books? I like reading books about theoretical physics. I know that about you, Tom. Yeah, I'm a very smart guy. I like reading books about film theory. Oh, really? Uh, so you like going to the art section in the bookstore? I do like going to the art section. Like, you, you want to know uh, two books I'm reading right now? I'm reading three books right now. Wow. One is a book. One with one eye, one with the other, and the <laughs> other is Braille. One is a book uh, that I'm reading because it's going to be a movie soon. And I was like, oh, I'll read the book before I see the movie. Is it uh, Black Adam starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's got pictures. And, uh, most of the words are in dialogue form. Um, another book is a book written by a rock star about mm -hmm. his life. Another book is about a, it's written by a sitcom director about <laughs> okay. sitcom. So basically it's just like I walk to the, like I like movies and music and stuff, <laughs> yeah. uh, and TV. Yeah. Uh, I like my books to reflect that. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, hey. I used to think I was smart. Now uh -huh. I've embraced the 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 fact that like I don't need to be smart. I think that that's actually. I'm like... good looking. I don't need to be smart. <laughs> I think that that's actually uh, 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 a thing about. Books. I think so many people get kind of like caught up with like, ah, I got to read important books. I got to read, uh, you know, challenging. Ulysses. Yeah, challenging books and difficult books. And if you want, if you want to do that, and you're able to do that, awesome. But like, if you don't want to do that, or or if you're just not able to do that, like, we've both, I'm sure, tried to read things that are like. Oh, there's there's a classic, and uh, you know uh, it's one of the hundred books you got to read before you die. And you read it, and you're like, "This sucks." I, I wish I was dead. <laughs> I wish I were dead. I wouldn't have to read I'd, this book anymore. Yeah, I'd rather be dead. Read this before I die. I'll wait till I'm dead. I'll read when I'm dead. Uh, I'll read when I'm on death row. Got a lot of time, but yeah. you got to read all those uh, legal 
tomes yeah. uh, to figure out how to get out of that, well, yeah, that, uh, that tight spot you're in. First thing I got to do on death row, Tim, is get uh, past the bar exam so I can represent myself in court. Exactly. And then I've got and and then I can actually start researching the case. And then after that, once you're out, mm-hmm. you can start representing other people. You've passed the bar. Congratulations, yeah. you've turned your life around. Who wouldn't hire me? Who who else on death row wouldn't hire the guy who got himself off death row? You wouldn't even like yeah, I, but that's biting off a lot. Right, uh-huh. like I'm um, that that would be a great thing to do. Yeah, but, I have like a you could those just cases like, don't pay that well. Death row, yeah, cases, yeah. I mean, probably because like a lot of people on death row are like real bad people that don't have a ton of money, right? And some of them are there unjustly. Yeah. Um. No, I think like, if, and they've already spent all their money trying to get off it. <laughs> You've had your rainmaker case, getting yourself off of death row. Uh huh. Now you just kind of oh, just I do just like take small cases, tax fraud, or something. become like a, a white collar uh, criminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll become a corporate lawyer. I'm yeah, sure exactly. a lot of corporations would be like, "We gotta get the guy who got himself off death row for." Uh, uh, murdering all those women. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd you'd be fun at the Christmas party. Hey, tell them the story about uh yeah about how you how got you... away with murdering all those women. <laughs> then, then put yourself through uh, your own self-made law school. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, you can incorporate your own law school too, Tom. Oh, I mean that I'm planning on doing regardless of yeah. uh, whether I. Eh. Can you just open a school and just say like the school's on a unaccredited and then that's fine? I think so. I think that got can't, certain th- uh, high profile former presidents in trouble <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing that I think you should be uh, allowed to do. Just be like, hey, uh, I'm going to provide a service and it sucks, yeah. but you're going to have to pay me for it. Well, I think you should be allowed to say I'm going to provide a service and it's great. And then if it sucks... Yeah, it's fine. No, I mean, that I don't think you should be allowed to do, but I'm saying, like, starting your own school and just being like, it's unaccredited. Nobody's going to give a shit about the piece of paper we give you, but guess what? That's fine. They're probably not going to ask. I think that's, like, a lot of schools schools right now, yeah. Oh, we should get in on that racket. We should. Uh, Teach our own laws. Yeah. Uh, And here's, here's the rule at my school. No homework. <laughs> wow. No, te- Who no teachers. No teachers. Yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't want to start that school? Get rid of all the school? things that suck about school. <laughs> but I was saying, like, I think uh, I, I know I've fallen into this trap where I've tried to read something uh, that uh, I believe would be good for me to read. And in fairness, I've read a few things where it's like, you know, oh, I thought that was boring, but people say it's great. And then I read it. It's like, oh, I can see what people are talking about. This is, this is you know, a life-changing book or whatever. But more times than not, it's like, oh, this is a slog. And now I'm not reading at all because I'm, I'm looking at that book like it's homework, like it's something that exactly. I don't want to do. And then you're, then you're not, you're not. And reading. I'm having to read read pages over and over because like my mind starts wandering and that's no good because now you're not reading so i'm all for tom if you want to read movie novelizations your whole life then that's fine this is this is a look uh 40 books everything everyone should read no 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 let's go to the, the 100 best books of all time okay as uh as listed by goodreads.com okay and we'll go through the top ten. Have you read these books? Okay. Number one, 
Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Yeah, in, in high school. Oh, I think I was supposed to. I didn't read it. Number two, uh, 1984. Yeah, you, in high you, school. No, you read and, that and for uh, Books the Podcast. Books the podcast. Yeah. Crime and Punishment. No. Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Yeah, me neither. Hamlet. That, I know. It's big. Yeah. They always talk about it. Or they always talk about no, war and peace. Yeah, war yeah. and peace. I, yeah, I don't uh, know if crime and punishment's big. It's the same thing. Hamlet, which, hey, Goodreads, idiot. That's a play, not a book. Uh, yeah. Disqualified. Uh, I've seen Hamlet. And you and I saw it at the Globe Theater. Yeah, of all things. Shakespeare uh, himself was playing the lead role that night. <laughs> yeah. He came so, out of retirement. Uh, does that count, Goodreads? Yeah. Is that good enough for you that we saw it in a Shakespeare thing that himself? you didn't even know wasn't a goddamn book? Yeah. But I think uh, we read it in high school, too. Yeah. Uh, 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. No. Tom, mm-hmm. book rules. Yeah, I thought. Is like, it about a man who puts himself through law school? <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's kids, a generations out of a on family, and there's lots of like birthday. weird inbreeding, and everybody has like the same name, but it's really good. <laughs> You're not selling. I it. know it, it. On paper, it's not good, but on paper, mm-hmm. that that is printed that, on. Yeah, it is good. Um, what? How long is it? Uh, it's it's not short. Okay, but not probably, crazy. I'm gonna say like three fifty to four hundred okay, pages. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anna Karenina. No, I haven't read a lot of the uh, any Russian. I shouldn't say any a lot. Uh, I haven't read any. Yeah. Um, The Odyssey by yes. Homer Simpson. <sighs> Tim, it's a different Homer. I that wish. I know. Uh, that I read in high school, and that I do remember actually liking. Yeah. Being like, oh, this is like a pretty, it is like a quite an odyssey this guy's going on. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, that was too much, like, that always seemed too primitive. It just seemed like, in a long time ago, this guy <laughs> made up, like, this long story <laughs> off the top of his head. It was like, and then there was a giant, and he I had to face uh, the giant. Uh, uh, you won't believe what happens next. <laughs> this is like, yeah, I, I get it. This guy was telling a story for, like, the fifth time ever in history, maybe, but <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't come together for me. Number eight, mm-hmm. the stranger, Albert Camus. Uh, I think it's Billy Joel. Yeah, it's got a nice whistle at the beginning. <laughs> the book has a nice whistle at the beginning. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you gotta especially get the... printed when you open it. Well, the first the day. first version of it was an audio book, Tom. Oh, okay. Um, no, uh, it's it's a good book, Tom. Yeah, I never read it. Uh, the number nine, the Brothers Karamazov. No, again, it's one of those Russian ones. One of the Russian ones I didn't read. Now, um, what is this? The the top rated books? The top books of all time, Tom. Okay. The best books of all time. As... It's the World Library list. Oh, okay. I I was uh, wondering if it oh. was like a user generated. No, list. no. I guess it, I gave Goodreads credit for this. It's not. It's 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 the World Library. And number ten, we'll bleep all those parts out. Great. Yeah, I don't want. We don't want to cut them out, but we'll bleep them out. Uh, Great Expectations by yes. uh, Charlie Dick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that also I remember reading in high school. That was a cool book. Yeah. 
The best of times? No, it's Tale of Two Cities. Yeah, so that was a cool that book too. Yeah, I like that Dickens guy. I mean, I did. I do remember thinking it was interesting, like learning in high school that, uh, like, a, a lot, a lot, maybe all of his books were written as like serials. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, and it, and I think that that's why they've kind of survived because it still has uh, like, oh, I want to keep going. You'll never believe reading. what happens next. Much uh, he learned a lot from Homer, Tom. Yeah. Um, also, I enjoyed uh, learning that it's like, oh, in this, in his time, like this was just crap. <laughs> like people are, it was like, oh, it was like yeah. soap operas. Like yeah, it was just like yeah. nobody took it seriously. Yeah, all the uh, hoity-toity guys uh, looked down their uh, little spectacles yeah. and monocles at, at uh, Dickens. When, who do you think is going to be uh, the the author nowadays? That that you know, like. Uh, 150 years from now is going to be seen as like a classic, but that we look down our nose at. Hmm. Is it going to be like a Dan Brown or a uh, <clears throat> like a Fifty Shades of Grey that people are going to be like, no, actually, uh, people at the time, you know, it was popular, but people didn't realize just how I get kind of. I think that is starting to happen with Stephen King, or not starring. It has happened. Oh with yeah, Stephen he's King, been legitimized. Where he was like in the 80s and uh seen as like a very schlocky writer and now people are like oh no he's legit he's good uh don't sleep on jessica simpson tom oh the the pop former pop star yeah in her book uh guess what it's classically uh named open book oh clever right there yeah she reveals for the first time her inner monologue and most intimate struggles so, so it's just like a running inner monologue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's going about her day. Yeah, she she just yeah, carried around gotta, one of those uh, little recorders. Remember to buy milk. Uh, where'd I park the car? Uh, <laughs> she uh, thought. Uh, I wonder tuna what my ex husband. I wonder what my ex husband Nick Lachey is up to nowadays. I can tell you what he's up to. He's hosting these garbage shows on Netflix that are fantastic to watch. Yeah, we should do an episode about that instead of books. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a lot more fun, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Talking about all the drama happening on these shows. Tom, do you mm. feel like you read enough books? Do you aspire to read more? Uh yeah, I think I always aspire to read more. Um I I go through phases, I think. And I think that's like why I was talking a lot about uh like if you get stuck on something and you're just kind of like, Ugh. but sometimes I've been stuck on something and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to like sit down for like, you know, an hour and just read. And then that's gotten me through that. And right. now all of a sudden I'm in it and, and I finish the book uh, fairly quickly after that. Yeah. Do you think our brains mm-hmm. have gotten too broken yeah. To properly read books. Tim, I think our brains have gotten too broken to do much of anything I useful know. anymore. This, this, like, I always used to think back to, like, oh, before I had a smartphone, though, mm-hmm. like, I, I'd always use that as a gauge to be like, what would I be doing right now if I didn't have a smartphone? Yeah. But now, that's like. You'd be reading Maxim Magazine, probably. Exactly. Or stuff. I was more of a stuff guy, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I like gadgets. But regardless, you'd be educating yourself. You'd be learning something new. But now, that's like 15, 16 years ago before I had a smartphone. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's almost like, half our life ago. The die is 
cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just a dumb guy now. I've been a dumb guy for a decade and a half. Yeah, I was thinking about that recently. How, because uh, I always think about, uh, like, me and you were both elder millennials. That's right. the name for us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're at the tail end there. So we're, we're old. We're going to die soon. Whereas, like, Gen Z grew up with the internet. We got the internet. Like, I mean, like, for what us, the hell? There's an what, internet what, now? What? Is, I remember waking up one day <laughs> and seeing it on the cover of the newspaper. Well, this might be the last cover of the newspaper you ever see because the internet yeah. is here. Uh, check your mail. There's an AOL disc yeah. and it's going to blow your mind. And it did. Yeah. Um, so I always think of myself as like, a, oh, yeah, I was like, you know, I remember the world before all this stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, to your point, it's like, oh, I remember the world. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I remember it fondly, but <laughs> I just can't. Get, it's the same way. It's like, oh, I remember ice cream with my grandpa, but yeah, you know, guess what? My my grandpa's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Tim. Yeah, when did you. that happen? Uh, 1990. Six. Oh well, that was before the internet. That would explain why I didn't hear about yeah, it at exactly. the time. Yeah. Um, Normally, I would have posted something real nice on Facebook about it. Yeah, or at least left an AOL away message with some uh, poignant lyrics. Yeah. That would uh, clue me in. Here's to the nights we <laughs> owe. You remember that Eve Six song? No, I don't remember that Eve Six song. I'm sorry, it Tim. It was uh, sentimental. I'll have to take your word for it. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way, Tim? I don't know, Tom. Why not? Uh, Because I, I think we don't think about it. But you got to think about it. You've <clears throat> only got one brain. You got to treat it right. And there are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. That's my favorite. But there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Tim, I've used BetterHelp. Uh, I've, I've done traditional therapy, like in an office. Mm-hmm. And I've used BetterHelp. And uh, let me tell you, BetterHelp's great. It's, uh, it's incredibly similar to what you would get going to an office, but a lot easier. Uh, right. To, to actually find, because that's one of the hardest things, right? To like find a therapist. BetterHelp makes it very easy. Glad to hear it. Tell me more, Tom. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, which uh, is a big thing, uh, I think, for for a lot of people. It it helps if you're not having to to say, you know, uh, like personal things face-to-face. Agreed. If you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, which is very quick because sometimes, you know, you might find a good therapist somewhere and uh, it turns out they're not accepting new patients or something like that. It just seems like a whole hullabaloo. And you don't really know how much it's going to cost sometimes before you Yeah. BetterHelp, they, they, they take care of a lot of that stuff. If, if you've tried therapy before, you should try it out. If you've never tried therapy, but you've been curious, you should try it out. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide. That's better, 
H-E-L-P.com slash complete guide. This episode is sponsored by ClickUp. Imagine having one extra day every week. More time to cook healthy meals, work on that novel, or just binge some really good reality TV. Tom, you know what I would do with uh, an extra day every week? What would you do? Catch up on some reading. I want to read some more books. Well, guess what? Now it's all possible with ClickUp, the productivity platform that'll save you one day a week on work, guaranteed. Wow. ClickUp began with the premise that productivity was broken. Mm. There were too many tools to keep track of, too many things in entirely separate ecosystems. There had to be a more productive way to get through the daily hustle. ClickUp is the one tool to house all your tasks, projects, docs, goals, spreadsheets, and more. ClickUp is built for, built for teams from 1 to 1,000 plus. That's time. a lot of people. It's packed with features and customization options that no other productivity tool has, so you can work the way you work best. Whether you're in project management, engineering, sales, marketing, or HR, ClickUp has easy-to-use solutions that create a more efficient work environment. Join the more than 800,000 highly productive teams using ClickUp today. Use code GUIDE to get 15% off ClickUp's massive unlimited plan for a year, meaning you can start reclaiming your time for under $5 a month. Sign up today at ClickUp.com and use code GUIDE. Hurry! This offer ends soon! Freeze! This is a ClickUp! Oh, you were waiting to say that the whole time? The whole time, yeah. Yeah, It's great. Tom, Mm -hmm. we all know how to read books. Well, not everybody. If you don't know how to read a book, turn this off and go learn how to read first. Yeah. Yeah, Or don't. They got audio books now. I mean, you should learn how to read. I think we should be promoting literacy on this podcast. Yeah, but I don't think we should shame people. Oh, of who course are not. No, like, I mean uh, that, that's uh, awful. Like when you you hear stories about, uh, like, just seems like an incredibly stressful way to live, and like yeah. nobody. Well, we've all seen that episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, I mean, in America at least, like, you know, anyone that's. Uh, illiterate there's like a a very usually like very sad reason why they're illiterate and they like kind of missed that chance of learning how to read and then had to pretend yeah there's like a shame associated yeah have this incredibly anxious life of like being discovered to be illiterate any minute well if you heard that this episode was about reading books and you didn't read it um and you wanted to be (laughs) like uh like, oh, maybe this will teach me how to read. Sadly, we cannot teach literacy. Yeah, but maybe there's a f- maybe there's a few listeners, Tim, who had absolutely no interest in reading uh, before, and now they're like, well, Tim and Tom are like it. Yeah, they they enjoy cracking open the spine on a nice new book. That's Tom, the sound. Your reading habits. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is uh this is a. Uh, Snap judgment. Okay. Ebook or real book? Uh, it depends. It, it goes... was supposed to be snap, and then I forgot uh, <laughs> the, the words I wanted to it say. It goes back and forth. Okay. I'm I'm reading a physical book right now, but I also read a lot of ebooks. The Bible? 
No, uh, I'm reading. I'm actually reading Stephen King's. Uh, I think it's Wizard in Glass. It's the fourth Dark Tower book. You're you're starting at the fourth book. That's no, it. I read the other. Oh, okay. I read the first three, Tim, and now I'm heading back towards the Dark Tower. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because you loved the movie so much, and you were like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta see, I gotta read this to believe it." Hey, that was such a bad movie. It was unbelievable. Such a bad movie with like, I love like Idris Elba is one of my favorite guys. Yeah. And like, I like Matthew McConaughey usually a lot too. He mm-hmm. can be in some real stinker sometimes. Sure. But uh, actually, I don't know if that's true. No? Name one stinker McConaughey's been in. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking more like you're just. Late nineties, early two thousands. He was in some some romantic. Yeah, Yeah. I guess rom com is another way of saying romantic comedy. (laughs) Yeah, it's a quicker way. I like to save time on that show. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I mean, it had like uh, a lot of promise, and it was one of those things where it was like there was this crazy plan of we're going to put out a movie like every year. And then in between there will be a season of on HBO with like the rest of everything. And then there will be another movie. And this was, I I think it was Ron Howard and uh, what's his name? Brian singer. No, no, no. Glazer, Grazer, Grazer uh, that we're doing this. And it's like, these guys know how to make movies. How the hell did they think this was going to work? That they were going to be like... How many books is it? Or, seven or books. Series? Seven books. And they were going to do seven movies and seven TV shows or like combine seven, like and four seasons, they made three it all movies. into one 84-minute movie. <laughs> yeah. That movie has... I mean, I've talked on this show before. I am such a huge fan of watching movies that have obvious reshoots. I find it just fascinating to like see the seams and that movie, there are parts in the movie where like a character's back will be to the camera and they'll be like, well, let's have this conversation somewhere else. <laughs> and then they'll just go to like a warehouse and, you know, like the little boy character is obviously like three years older. <laughs> uh, so I liked it for that uh, aspect. You of liked it because it. it was bad. Yeah. I mean, and it had elements from the book in it. Right. Uh, that were cool to like see on screen. Was but... the gunslinger there? Yeah, that was Idris Elba. And he played I, the gunslinger. When I was uh, a kid, mm-hmm. several times I tried to read the first book of the Dark Tower series. Yeah. And it was just too dang boring, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the books are interesting, too, because like Stephen King wrote them over a course of like, I don't know, like 30 years, I think. Yeah, like in, in between he almost died and then yeah. went a little crazy and started writing himself into them. Yeah. Um, but you you see his his writing kind of evolve uh, mm. as as he's writing it. And I think that first book, he did go back and like do another pass on it. He shouldn't be allowed to do that. I, I think he had like a very persuasive... I think it was mostly like, it's mine, I can do whatever I want. I know, but you shouldn't <laughs> be allowed to do it. Look what George that that scoundrel George Lucas did to Star Wars. I don't know. People are people are turning the other way on on old Listen, George. Listen, you piece of crap, Tom. Han shot first, and I'll <laughs> kill you if uh, if you say otherwise. I mean, I do think I think it's more bad that like he was like uh, I'm gonna tinker with my old movies now that 
computer effects are so good and uh he was wrong they weren't that good yet (laughs) so now you watch these movies and they've replaced like very good practical effects with bad early 2000 cg and that's what looks real shitty remember uh people got up in arms at steven spielberg because he he replaced the cops uh, in et had guns guns, yeah with the walkie talkies yeah but also like uh who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah you that, guys gotta worry about it. like Star Wars. I imagine it's it's one shot, and it's like I'm sure that like helped it play on TV more or something. Just taking guns out of it is yeah, reduce the rating. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, Tom. Uh, all right, we're continuing yeah, our snap. This bowl. is called reading books, not watching movies. Yeah, I know. But wouldn't we all rather be watching movies <laughs> than reading books? I think that's the inherent problem with books. They're yeah. not movies. Even if you go to the art section and pick out a bunch of movies about books, books about movies. Uh, Tom. Mm-hmm. Hardcover or paperback? Ooh, uh, I like paperback more. Ooh, you know what? There's too much variation in paperback. It's trade paperbacks. Yeah. Sometimes it's like I, you're printing all the way to the the spine. I gotta crack this open yeah. too much. No, but see, that's what I love trade paperbacks because you could just treat them like crap. yeah, you can treat them like shit because yeah. it's like this didn't cost me this much cost money. Me Two dollars. Yeah, like the the copy of uh, Wizard and Glass I'm reading right now is a uh, uh, paperback. It's uh, yeah, a trade paperback, not a mass market. So like it's bigger. Um, but it's a used copy, so it's like already worn. Yeah. So I'm like, great. Now I'm not because I get if I buy like a new hardcover book that's like forty dollars. Yeah. Like, Let me put my gloves on before. Because well, Let you me try not to return it. The spine. Yeah. I'll just try and peek in between the pages. Yeah, and then I return it when I'm done. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. This happens in both uh, uh, paperback, okay. not trade paperback. But, or what's 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 the crappy one? Mass market. Mass paperback. market. I was talking about yeah. mass market before. All right, this happens. Mass in... market is like the smaller ones right. that would like fit in a pocket. Right. All right, the fancy paperback mm-hmm. and the hardcover yeah. sometimes have this thing where, and I think this is like the publishers, and I, I don't know about this, Tom. Mm-hmm. They must think it, it, it seems more bespoke or something. Where the pages on the oh, right side uneven. are all uneven. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is this about? Why are they doing this? <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it. Did they mess up one time and they're like, ooh, this seems rustic? Um, I mean, I think that they always knew. Uh, they didn't mess up. I think they always knew, like, it, why don't you know, just they, cut it straight? Yeah, they, I mean, I think what I'm saying is that most look Play like that, straight. and then they Phantom have publishing. Then they have a process to like cut it straight, and yeah, at some point they were like, "Oh, let's not do that," and this will, yeah, this will look kind of like handmade. Yeah, it is annoying because it it's kind of hard to flip. Then through you those. gotta like uh, lick your fingers. Well, now you're in a finger licking situation because you can't. Yeah, you can't, you can't flip just get it. the edge. Yeah. Of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like those. It, it seems it always seems to me kind of like uh, I don't know, phony. Yeah, if you're listening, bookmakers, uh-huh. knock it off. Yeah, hey, give us give us some flat edges here that we can really get our fingers around. Tom, mm-hmm. if you had your druthers, yes, this is the last snap pull. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> then we get into the essay portion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's say a long book. Uh huh. 
Do you read the whole thing? <laughs> um, audiobook. Uh-huh. Or non-audio. Um, um, it depends. Like, I, I'll like a long audiobook if I've got a bunch of time to listen to it. Like, if I'm going to be in the car a lot or, like, commuting a lot, uh, then that's great. But otherwise, I think I prefer a uh, uh, a physical book yeah. that I can read or an ebook that I can read. Tom, mm-hmm. I have a mea culpa. Yes. In the past, you mm-hmm. may have heard me say, listening to an audio book <laughs> doesn't you, count. You haven't that it's read not the book. reading. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I still think it's not reading because listening is not reading no people aren't reading the podcast right now that we're recording uh, i'm i'm reading it off the script though i i know but we don't like to we like to pretend this is off the but that's though. what the script says to say right now i know it's what the script says and what what does it say that i'm supposed to say now it says that you're supposed to say look let's just move past this look let's just move past this time. okay uh I think my problem with audiobooks mm-hmm. was that when I listen to audio, sometimes my mind wanders. Yes. Yeah. So it's I easier just for your assumed, mind to wander. Well, if everybody's listening to audiobooks the way that I listen to audiobooks, mm-hmm. then they're not actually getting the content. Yeah. It's like skimming a book. Yeah. Because they're popping in well, once in a while. So let me ask you a snap. <laughs> okay, snap poll. Tables have a- turned. AKA a question. Do you, <laughs> you ever, know I gotta answer it quickly? Do you ever I don't care if you take your time. Then it's not a snap poll. You can get back to me next Stop week about it. A, a table turn on the snap poll. Do it's you not- ever like just sit down and listen to an audiobook? No. Okay. I don't either, That's and insane. I don't know why. <laughs> well, no, because at that point, just read the book. If but your if eyes I don't are... have the book, if I have the audio book. Amazon.com, uh-huh. back in the day, they yeah. were doing a thing where like you could buy like a bundle, right? WhisperSync, yeah, they still do it. Yeah. To me, that makes sense. Although, basically, I don't think anybody it, should ever buy anything from Amazon for any reason. It, you can buy... Well, it's the only place my books are available, Tim. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, I buy all your books there. Uh, several copies. Um, you, if you, WhisperSync is you buy an ebook copy. It's very quiet. They'll give you a uh, discount really like on this. some books for the audiobook version. And then usually I think it's like half price. And they will sync between each other. So you can switch back and forth between the ebook and audiobook, which is great. And like, I wish that they actually like pursued that more aggressively and kind of got the publishers on board with like uh, making that a more affordable option. Right. Because, yeah, otherwise it is kind of like you're buying something twice. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I rarely do it, but I'll do it sometimes if there's, sometimes they'll give you like a very good, like, oh, it's like for $2, you can get the audiobook version and then I'll do it. Yeah. Um, I will say this, Tom. Uh, I I crapped all over audiobooks because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you know what? Like, uh, you know, I, my mind starts to wander. (laughs) 
I did listen to an audiobook mm-hmm. of eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King. What mm-hmm. is this Stephen King cast? Yeah, what are we well, doing? Well, he here? does write books. He writes. He, write, he uh, writes he a writes, lot of. He, he writes, writes most of the books. <laughs> yeah, he does write more books than most. Um, and you know, I read books. I yeah. comprehend books, mm-hmm. but like, you ask me about a book three years after I read it, I'm just like. One time, a friend of the show, Andrew, mm-hmm. um, who filled in for you one time, mm-hmm. was like, hey, did you ever read this Scoundrel. book? Uh, and we were talking about a book that we both had read years before, and uh-huh. I was like, I like that book. And he's like, I didn't like that book. And then he started like talking about characters, and he was like, <laughs> when this character did this specific thing, it, it just didn't make any sense, and it's like... Oh, you remember like the characters and the the plot points of this book? No, I read it and I liked it because at the time I was like, "Oh, that was fun." But like a month later, I didn't remember anything yeah, about the book. I, well, Andrew's a weird case because he's I think, smart and we're not. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'm pretty sure Andrew reads more than both of us combined. Oh yeah, and you would think that that would make him remember books less. Yeah. But he has like an uncanny ability to like recall plot details yeah. and like characters and stuff. He does the same thing with movies, and so I think he yeah. just yeah, I think he, he might is, just pay attention. <laughs> I think his brain is just better than both of our brains, and we're like, what a what, what a weirdo, <laughs> what, what, uh, some kind of a genius savant here. Um, He's able to remember what he read. But I would always crap on people because like, oh, they're they're not listening to yeah. audiobooks. That book, eleven twenty two sixty three, that which mm-hmm. I listened to on a commute, yeah. Like, so like I remember in the car, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom, that's the only book I've consumed in any way that I can tell you anything about. Like yeah. I remember every detail about that book. What was the main character's name? Charlie. <laughs> was it? Yeah. What, he had two names. What was his other name? Doug. In... Is that true? I mean, I have no way of... I mean, I guess I do have a way of finding these things out. But I, <laughs> neither of those sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> what do you think they are? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying that those don't sound uh, very familiar. I'm looking it up. Are Charlie you? and Doug. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, yeah. no need for me to look it up myself then. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was going to say that I also think for somebody like Stephen King... Like it, it, the publisher in that case is pulling out all the stops and probably getting like a phenomenal narrator. Right. To, oh, this guy to, was great. This guy was top notch. Like I'm, I'm listening to a book right now, uh, occasionally on tape where, uh, the narrator keeps pronouncing synapses as sy- synopsis. What? <laughs> it's driving me out of my mind. Tom, this it, is- it's driving me out of my synopsis. <laughs> Tom, this happened to me. You know, everybody read that book, Sapiens. Yeah. And everybody's raving about that book, mm-hmm. Sapiens. And somebody uh, was recommending it and talking a lot about it and being yeah. like all hoity-toity about it. And they're like, I just read this book, Sapiens. <laughs> and I was like, well, th- th- Is it what? Homo Sapiens, you idiot? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I mean, was, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Maybe we're saying it I'm wrong. also one of these guys that like- uh, and I've, I'm told that this is uh, an intelligent thing. Mm-hmm. If you mispronounce words that, that you've uh, read. I've told you that after you've made fun of me for mispronouncing words. <laughs> I've, I've been told. <laughs> yeah, I've been told by some Fucking idiot. 
right. Yeah. That a lot of times when people mispronounce words, it's because they've learned them from reading rather than, you know, hearing some uh, yeah, but what my, chatty Cathy say. My contention isn't that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's that like when you mispronounce words, that's not why. <laughs> then why do I do it? Because your brain isn't good. Okay. And my brain isn't good. That's We've established fair. this. Tom, mm-hmm. let's talk about some ways from realsimple.com that we could read more books. Okay. Even if it feels like you're too busy. Yeah. Tom, Mm -hmm. number one, put an end mark on your work day. Are you not reading books because you're working into the night too much? Uh, No. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) We can can throw that one out. I do like, I've recently been reading at the end of like a work day, like, you know, six o'clock. Yeah. I'll, I'll sit down and read for a little. And I find that that is like a good way to kind of transition yeah, I'm working from home now. Yeah, yeah. And like me too. I used to read a lot, mm-hmm. commuting to and yeah. from work, and now it, there is maybe there is something to this. Realsimple.com. I think they they <laughs> might be right. There is just this amorphous time where like I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm kind of working and doing other stuff. Yeah, for a little while, and then all of a sudden I'm just like half watching tv and looking yeah, at my phone and, and i like, don't know how that happened i don't remember like, stopping working i guess is it dinner time Should yeah I make dinner and it's just like oh and then like suddenly oh it's eleven thirty p.m i should probably go to bed right yeah. like um so maybe just being like hey work t- like i want to read more books yeah work time stops at five thirty. Mm-hmm. okay cool now rather than like around drift into yeah. like this weird thing where like something it's like okay now i have free time let me pick up a book i find <laughs> in my case let me ignore my <laughs> infant son and pick up a book i find that uh for me i have to read the no- hey sorry i know i know you want to play uh you know with your dad but I need to know the next story in Dave Grohl's The Storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where he meets his punk rock cousin for the first time. Uh, I find that it it's like a good way to end the workday from working at home because it like kind of feels like work. Like it feels like a serious, like it, it's something, it feels productive. Yeah. It's something that requires my attention and like I feel good about doing it. But it is purely for pleasure that right. I'm doing it. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's a nice transition. I was gonna say this too, and I've uh, and I was reading about this when I was researching for this episode, and it's something that I've heard before and known before, but always forget the idea of like, hey, you can read ten minutes a day, mm-hmm. and if you read for ten minutes a day, guess what? You're gonna get. You're going to read, you know, like a million words by the end. You're going to finish, you know, a dozen books doing that. Same thing, like, if at the start of the goddamn p- pandemic, I just did that thing where you did 20 push-ups every day. <laughs> yeah. I'd be lifting cars over my head now, Yeah. Tom. It's a very, because I fall into that trap sometimes of like, oh, I'm not going to read unless I have like the perfect atmosphere yeah. and the rest of my days cleared. And I'm I'm not a person that sits and reads for hours on end. That's just mm-hmm. not me. And uh, uh, thinking about like knowing people in my life that are like prolific readers, 
that's what they do. That's just like the person that always has a book with them and reads it whenever there's any kind of downtime. This was uh, Al Gore's vision in the 90s. Remember when he went around, when he was like doing talk shows in like 1997 Yeah, well, but then he invented the internet and it was like, well. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he claimed to do it. Invent the <laughs> he didn't. He said that he supported the bill that fucking funded it and he did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it would also be very funny to me if like the that whole sentiment turned of like huh, Al Gore said he invented the internet. Of course he didn't to like fuck Al Gore. He invented the internet. <laughs> yeah, he it's ruined his fault. All, he broke all of our brains. <laughs> um but he would remember when he would like when the vice president would go on talk shows. Yeah. Um and he was like if everybody just had a, I don't, I don't remember how he talked. <laughs> yeah, he is a little bit of a, a southern yeah, accent. Yeah, if everybody just brought a book, and when you're waiting in line at the store, everybody was just reading a book, we'd all read so many more books. And it's like, yeah, we're like, yeah, whatever, Hayseed, you, you mm. idiot. Well, what's next? Uh, you think the the world's getting hotter <laughs> at an alarming rate? Um but uh, you know, let's hear some more of your crazy yeah. ideas. Now that's definitely not possible because when you're in line at the freaking yeah. store, you're just like, no, I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm gonna pull out my phone yeah. and look at. I don't know. I, I won't anything. remember <laughs> ten minutes later what yeah. I was looking at, or even that I was looking at my phone. Yeah. But, um, Al Gore uh, and Tom Reynolds giving the same reading advice. Hey, two great men. Tom. Mm-hmm. Create a cozy reading spot. Do you have a reading spot? I do not. I don't either. I mean, I feel like that's advice for like people that have houses, <laughs> not people that live in yeah. New York City apartments. Sit in the same place you sat in all day <laughs> because yeah. that's the only place you got. Um, but I, I mean, I, I've seen like you know people, and I've like stayed in uh, like Airbnbs and stuff where there's like a little reading nook. And like that is really nice. Yeah. Our friend A <laughs> our friend AJ had uh like a reading chair in a little room. Oh yeah. But it was weird. And yeah, like, it was a very I never got the set like I don't think AJ reads that. No, much. he he was in the middle of telling me that and his wife was like, He is reading there. <laughs> Tom, the rest of this list is just kind of like silly stuff. But the last one, number eight, mm -hmm. stop reading books you don't like. Where yeah, do you come that's down what I was that? saying. Yeah. yeah. I don't like doing that. You don't like reading books you don't like or you don't, don't like, like not reading I books like you don't like? I like trying to push yourself, challenge yourself a little bit. Because like how often are you not feeling a book? And exactly what you said before, you give yourself an hour yeah. and then sometimes you're like, Holy shit! This is the best book I've ever read in my whole life. Yeah, and yeah. in a month You're I like, won't oh, remember now it. I get but it. Yeah. yeah, um, but like sometimes you gotta push through and like, eh, like this is why this is my theory of why like I can't listen to albums anymore, mm -hmm. new albums anymore, because like if something doesn't immediately grab me, it's just yeah. Like, there's a hundred other yeah. options. But when I bought a CD in the '90s, it's yeah. like I bought this. I'm gonna listen to it a hundred times. You got a book? Mm -hmm. I'm just like. Read it. Yeah. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe you'll start liking it. I mean, yeah, I would give, I would say, instead of don't read books you don't like, don't let like a book you don't like stop you from reading. Uh, either push through it or abandon yeah. it and, and do should, something else. Yeah. But don't just like leave it on your bedstand. I just don't think like, 
if if I if at any point it was like I'm not feeling this book, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna give up. If that was always my uh, yeah oh yeah yeah I my my reading history would be littered with books that I've read 25 pages of <laughs> and like never finished a book in my life. Yeah yeah there is you you kind of have to give, uh, but I think also that. The more you read, the better you you're attuned to. Like sometimes, you know, you will read something. And I feel like it, it, if you're reading a lot and you start reading something that you don't like, you maybe have a better idea of, oh, can I push through this and I'll like it? Or eh, the way it is written, right? I know that I'm not gonna like this. Yeah, Tom, I mm-hmm. uh, I'm working my way through Robert Caro's LBJ biographies. Did you get to the part where he talks about his bunghole yet? Not yet. I mean, he he's pretty <laughs> crass throughout. I read the there's I think there's four published, five published, and there's one more coming. Mm-hmm. Assuming Robert Caro um, lives to publish it, lives to yeah, age 118 pretty... <laughs> and finishes yeah. it. Um, I'm on the third one, which people agree is the best one, Master of the Senate. Okay, but it starts out so goddamn dry. Yeah. And I'm just... And you would think with a title like Master of the Senate. <laughs> but the first two were fantastic yeah, reads. Yeah, about like when he was younger, right? Yeah, and this is just like, everybody says it's great. I know that these these books are, are right up my alley. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, now I just got to push through 100 pages of like the history of the Senate. Um, but I'm going to do it, Tom. Why? Because I hate myself. <laughs> I hate myself, but I hate LBJ. <laughs> yeah, reading. Look, I've committed to reading like like eight thousand pages about a man that I hate. Yeah. So here we go. I mean, that's kind of you know, like I said, I'm reading this Dark Tower book, and it's just kind of like I've read three of these. There's no way I'm not going to finish yeah. this series at this point. That yeah. would be, uh, you know. I mean, maybe it's a sunk cost fallacy, but uh, whatever. I'm mm, finishing yeah. it. Whether I, I did. I watched like a review of them recently and was a little disheartened because I didn't really like the third book all that much. And then I like watch a, a thing about all the books, and they're like everybody's favorite book, the third book. And I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm not going to be so into this. But um, Tim, let me ask you uh, some hard questions, some hard hitting okay. questions. So this isn't a snap. No, it's just a hard-hitting poll. Uh, What is your feeling about people that read alone at a bar? Um, No problem. Yeah, you're not going to point them out to the bouncer or something? You got a nerd in here. Bars are supposed to be cool. I mean, I feel like at some point in my life, I was like, you think you're cool because you're reading the... Like, as long as it's not like a guy in... 2005 who's also like I listen to the Decemberists and yeah. this is and like as long as it's not an affectation like you're and I'm reading time. Infinite Jest for the fourth yeah, time exactly. at this bar you ever read Infinite Jest? No it's I've never read any of his yeah. stuff um, yeah um, yeah I feel like that was a thing for like a minute where people were real mad at people reading in bars at yeah. least in Brooklyn here and uh I think a lot, like much, like stuff that happened in Brooklyn at that time, 
it was performative. Yes. In many cases. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, now ladies will think I'm mysterious and art. I definitely remember seeing people, uh, seeing men reading books in Brooklyn bars who would maybe read like a page or two and then close the book, drink, kind of like yeah. look around, open the book back yeah. up. And that it was like, oh, you're not enjoying reading that. You're not absorbed in that. Mm-hmm. You are trying to, you know, be somebody here. And and hey, that's annoying. Brooklyn in 2007 is where you went to be seen. Yeah. Uh, dress to impress. Dress to impress. Hey, bring out. Bring out that book. Let's see what you're reading. Maybe yeah. some uh, attractive woman's going to come over and be like, oh, you're reading Infinite Jest? Wow, you're the hottest man I've ever seen. I was reading about actually on... Uh, was that the whole snap poll? Oh, yet? no. Uh, what was my other snap poll? Oh, my other snap poll... Uh, maybe I'll wait for after the plugs okay, for the, cool. for the second like snap poll. I feel we haven't even scratched the... Do I know. we need to do... A secondary podcast called Books the Podcast. Do we need to do Books Month on the Complete Guide to Everything? Because we haven't even scratched the surface of bookstore. I know you wanted to talk about bookstores. Well, we can do an episode about bookstores. I was going to... uh, uh, I actually forgot to make the joke at the beginning of this podcast to say, well, March is National Reading Month. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing an episode here in August about uh, reading books. Uh, hey, if you like the show, go to tcgte.com to find out more about the show. Uh, I mean, there's not much more to find out, but there are links to to like our subreddit, our Discord, our social media hey, stuff. get on the subreddit. Start discussing these episodes. Get on the Discord. It's a great community. Yeah. Go, go check that fun. stuff out. Um, also, uh, we got live shows coming up in uh, London, England. If you're in London... I cut all of this out of the promo that we cut, Tom, so okay. I'm going to say it now. Great. Look, I'm a little apprehensive about traveling. Um, Tim's on a lot of lists. I think it's going to be a real fun time. Um, it's our first time doing shows in London in a number of years. because We used to go every year. Yeah. Mm, this goddamn uh, global pandemic happened. Yeah. Um, if you're in London or around London and have ever been curious about coming to a show, please do. Let's make these so much fun. Let's make it uh, a great time for Let's everybody. Let's make it so much fun that me and you don't even have to do anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like... Yeah, no, they're going to be... I, I think Let's the, celebrate that we can do it. Like, it, yeah. it, it sounds cheesy, but, like, uh, you know, it's uh, we didn't get to do this. Yeah. And, like, that sucked. That yeah. was a bummer. Um. Yeah, we're I both very be, excited about doing it again. I appreciate the fact that we're that we're able to do this, and uh, we're going to do a real good job on stage, and you're going to love it. Sixteenth and uh, September sixteenth and seventeenth, uh, tcgt.com/slash/live. The seventeenth show is also uh, online. Tickets are available if you want to watch it streaming. If yeah. you're uh, not local to the area, tcgte.com/slash/live. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Tell me at your pal. Tim, I tweeted for the first time in months today. Hey, look at that. Hey, if you don't want to sign up for Twitter and follow Tim after that, uh, I, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I'll tell you how many likes it's up to. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, I can't wait to hear. How many likes, Tim? Do you not even know how to use the website anymore? You can't find this stuff out I'm, quickly? I'm, I had to type You don't have the... it bookmarked? I don't have it bookmarked. Command D. What do you think? 
How many? 15 likes. 12 likes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, your pal, Tim, you can follow Tim on Instagram. Uh, Maybe you can be the lucky 13th like on there. Tim, um, what was my last question again? Three retweets, though, Tom. That's that's, Oh, that's uh, not bad. Um, Yeah, I mean, like you, I don't... I, I... don't even have we we barely scratched the surface of uh, some of the stuff I had to talk about. But two things: uh, the first one, <laughs> the first one. Do you believe in the idea that some people have proposed that uh, books are a form of telepathy? What the fuck are you talking about? That it is a way to transmit ideas from one person to another ah. across uh, space and time without vocalizing mm. or have you never heard this before i've never heard this i that, that's that like if we're thinking like oh strictly speaking this is a well yeah, i think like, it's also a like it's a a means of like transmitting information that then when other brains receive it they're painting a picture in their own right. head so it's a way to like transmit thoughts at its best, I mean, of course, like not every book is going to be like, wow, that felt like, but like a really good book where it's like, wow, I can really picture this in my mind's eye. Well, would somebody, would a painting also be telepathy then? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I also I'm... forgot to mention, let me let me get this out of the way, that uh, Carrie suggested this uh, topic, uh, the just one the, one name. The lady from the book? No, no. Jim Carrey, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, suggested this topic on our Patreon because we posted uh, looking for topics. So thank you, Carrie. A great topic. Um, Fantastic topic. Other people had like similar topics, but they had reading books, which is what we did. And the second thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up is that uh, remember like there was all that talk about like uh, George W. Bush. He reads like a, a book a week, two yeah. books a week sometimes. Yeah. I looked into that more. That was Carl Rove that said that. Oh, really? Yeah, a famous liar <laughs> that, that was like, uh, you know, notorious for also uh, like doing whatever it takes to, to get things done. It was like, oh, everybody thinks Bush is a dummy. Guess what? I'm going to do one interview where I say, actually, he reads... More books than anybody you know, and then that'll be it. And enough people will be like, "Oh, I guess that must be true." Yeah. Look, I'll say a couple things. Mm-hmm. Number one, if a president is in office, yeah, like when when uh, like when Obama was like, "Here's the uh, my top thirty books from last year." <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Sir, you're the goddamn president of the United States. You shouldn't be spending all your time reading these books. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, number Bush two at, shouldn't be sex by Madonna. <laughs> one, uh, at one point, number one, Bush claimed to read like 95 books in a year, yeah. I think in 2006. And it's like, look, you're either lying or you need to it's find somebody else to do this yeah. job. Um, and then another thing is George W. Bush was... Uh, uh, giving a, I I used to have the quote mm-hmm. on hand. He's giving a, a tour to like like school children came to the White House. Yeah, 
he's like, oh, this is a portrait of George Washington. Mm-hmm. An interesting fact about George Washington is that I read five books about him last year. <laughs> it's like, that's not an interesting fact about George Washington. That's not even an interesting yeah, fact about George Yeah, wooden teeth, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's, Tell the kids about that. Yeah, that's you bragging to kids about reading a book when you should have been... Uh, I mean, I guess what you would have started more wars. <laughs> but also, it's like you read five books about him last year. Certainly, there was a lot of fucking overlap <laughs> between <laughs> some of those books. Come on. You're the president. You could have somebody, hey, uh, you read f- these five books uh, and just collate it into one big book yeah, for me yeah. to read. Well, George W. Bush. Hey. Don't blame me. I didn't vote for Slick Willie. <laughs> he didn't run against George W. Bush. George W. Bush kind of did run against him. Because Al Gore. They, yeah. Who, and he was just like, uh, oh, look what they did to the White House. We're going to restore honor to the yeah, White House. Yeah, starting a bunch of wars. Yeah. yeah. And it worked. Everybody loves him today. Everybody does. The, the whole like, ah, oh, he's a fun grandpa. Fuck that idiot. Yeah, when I was, did I tell you about the time when I saw him speak? Uh, I don't know. It's for like a work thing. Mm. And uh, he came out, it was at Carnegie Hall, and I was in like the second row. Yeah. And uh, he came out, and uh, it was like part of a larger thing. Uh huh. And everybody there gave him a, f- New York City gave him a fucking standing ovation. Yeah, in, like, a lot of rich people in New York City. <laughs> yeah. And like, come on, like, him just yell war criminal when he's trying to talk <laughs> like get kicked out of there i just i didn't want to also lose my job because it was yeah a thing. but uh that's how they get you yeah yeah mm-hmm. just uh i mean there wasn't even really a rehabilitation of his it was just like he likes painting now <laughs> yeah he paints yeah. pictures of the people that went to the war he started <laughs> yeah the people that came back horribly disfigured yeah but at least they got a painting out of it yeah he doesn't read. That's my point. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>